0: This is episode 166 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 166 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today I have Kyle Ford on the show and Kyle's been on the show before. A very popular episode, a really, really awesome episode that I quite enjoyed. And uh, he certainly didn't disappoint this time. It's been over two years since he's been on the show and Kyle was absolutely crushing it two years ago. And he's crushing it even more now. Uh, He's into hotel buying. He's scaled up his Airbnb operations. He's doing development of land. The guy just does more than it seems like there is time for in a day, but he somehow finds a way to make it work. So a big part of our, our discussion today was on scaling your business how you can grow a team and also how you can um, get into these different types of investments uh, in development and you know utilizing funds and things of that nature so very cool episode very eye-opening episode and a very good episode for those who want to take their game to the next level because Kyle has done that multiple times and it doesn't seem like any level will ever be the top for him so I'm sure you'll get a lot out of this so just before we jump in I want to remind you if you're new to real estate investing or new to the podcast I highly recommend going right back to episode one and working your way through there's so many gold nuggets all the way through and so many concepts taught right from the beginning in those early episodes and if you need a little help analyzing deals you can access my cash flow spreadsheet on my website at andrew-hines.com just click the cash flow tab and you can enter your credentials there and have the sheet sent to you Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into episode 166 with Kyle Ford. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have on the podcast for the second time, Kyle Ford, sort of the the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I mean, one of the most accomplished and aggressive investors I know of and uh, really looking forward to this chat. So Kyle, thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Andrew. Great, uh, great catching up again.
0: So what's the story right now? Are you working
1: from home or... Yeah, I uh, I actually flew in last night. I was down in Aruba, uh, so back back home working from home.
0: Oh, able to get a, get away and get some sun, huh? That's right. That's right. This is this isn't just a natural glow. That's the sun. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, I mean, last time, wow, it's been a while—like over a hundred episodes ago. So I guess we're like over two years since you came on, and. Yeah do you want to just kind of recap where you were at back then i think it was episode 56 and i remember it because i tell people to go to go listen to this episode because you guys shared some real gold but uh do you remember uh kind of what you covered then can you just kind of maybe do a little summary of where you were at that point i think you had like maybe a handful of airbnbs like six or something and you were yeah. just doing a 10 unit building at that time
1: yeah yeah so uh, yeah we were uh we were doing uh we just got kind of scaling on the short-term rental side uh, since then, we've got quite a few more short-term rentals. We're also uh, getting into slash into the hotel-motel business, so really moving the, the short-term rental from the mon and pa to the true uh, uh, commercial accommodation side. Um, I definitely did the 10plex. Uh, I shared a lot of information on that 10plex with, over many podcasts and yeah. different uh, groups that I did. Uh it's funny because I uh, I gave it a range in terms of the value that I, I said that would come in at, which was between three and three point eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hit the, hit the nail right on the head. It was appraised at three point five. Uh, okay. However, I never actually went through with the refi uh, okay. because I got an offer for four
0: million. So I sold it. You uh, sold it, yeah. yeah. So
1: uh, now it would be return, worth uh,
0: six hundred thousand a unit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who knows now, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're uh, doing a, a couple other big building burrs uh, as well right now, uh, more short-term rentals, hotel, motel, uh, and then we're also into the, the land development. So new construction, raw land, uh, land assembly, uh, single-family severances, infills, uh, the, really the full the full gamut. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, I have no idea what we're even going to talk about today. There's there's too much. <laughs> I mean, first off, like we're going to dig in, you know, a little bit on the land assembly. Um, do a little recap on that ten unit. I know you obviously sold it, but um, how do you find? Because you're also a mortgage broker doing, you know, doing that as a day job while you're doing more as an investor than most could do as a day job, and that's your side gig. <laughs> like, how yeah. do you find time? And you've got a kid. What? How old is he now?
1: Yeah, uh, he's 21 months. And uh, congratulations to you, by the way, Andrew. Uh, Welcome to a new level of tired you didn't know existed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been working through that one. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, one of the, in 20, uh, last year, uh, or in 2022 now, uh, last year, uh, we really focused on systems, processes, uh, and key hires. So, uh, absolutely do not do this on our own. Um, so we've been really taking the time, uh, last year to really nail things down and make sure that we were set up to scale and grow key hires, strategic partnerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, really, really at a high level. And I know this is the cheesy line, but working on the business, not in the business, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, making sure that we have the right people in place to help execute, uh, the right service providers that we're working with and the right strategic part- partnerships, relationships yeah. and employees in our business. So.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a brilliant conversation and great, great uh, segue for those who have been like scratching their head, wondering what the hell's wrong with me, how I still hadn't hired an assistant. I finally did. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so that's like two and a half years overdue, but uh, yeah, I finally did that myself. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about your key hires and, and what, who they are and what they do for your business?
1: Yeah. So uh, we, we've, and for years, we've had. Uh, I'll give one of the the best ones we did is we we've always had an accountant, accounting professional handle mm-hmm. handle our our books uh, and a bookkeeper there, uh, but we hired an accounting bookkeeping assistant specifically to get that information to the accountant and bookkeeper. Uh, so. Uh, we were the we were the bottleneck we were the mm. one that was that I get that information so that yeah. was a an administrative role but super important just to take the stress off off the off yourself in the business um i have two assistants so i have a, a mortgage underwriting assistant as well as an executive assistant uh so those are some some key spots uh as, as well as uh, uh additional uh property maintenance property uh property managers internal in house uh, uh, operations management. Um, and I use the term management, but really these people are, are, are cogs in the business, working in the business. Um, the, and we still outsource, we still have additional staff or additional companies that we contract mm-hmm. really having people in house that are working for us yeah. that are getting, getting the information
0: upstream, downstream and yep. to everybody. So these are T forward employees is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Uh, co- we have a combination of T4 and, and, and contract, yes.
0: Yeah, so contractor helps. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you say operations manager, is that sort of a, a blend of the administrative and property management side? Like they're kind of handling the execution of your properties or, or at a higher level?
1: Yeah, and, and implementing systems and processes. So that that's really on the operations side where, where that, that's happening. Uh, making sure that when we're hiring T4 employees, when we're hiring independent contractors, they're coming into a... A system that makes sense. As investors, we're also mm-hmm. guilty. You know, everything's in our head, right? Yeah. So, really making sure that we have uh, uh, documented systems and processes, things that people can come into, pick up, and, and read. Um, you know, we mentioned our, we both are our new dads. Uh, you know, I'm always concerned about what happens if something happens mm-hmm. to me. So much of the business mm-hmm. was in my head. So, I just want to make sure that. You know, my wife, my, my family, uh, you know, somebody that can come in if something were to ever happen to
0: me mm-hmm. to
1: make sure that everything can function and operate without me. So,
0: right. Okay. So, and that's something I, I think is pretty uh, important as well. And. Yeah, for me, I, everything's in my head and I had processes for the longest time. I think people heard me talk on this show. Like, I think, you know, I thought, well, if I could just eliminate myself from the processes or create really good frameworks for things, like I can kind of delegate outside of my organization. And uh, that works to a degree. But I mean, I kind of got to the point where like even being in my inbox, like I couldn't stand it, like anything to do with managing my schedule, um, you know, basic bookkeeping. So my kind of angle and i'd love to hear your take on this is i'm I'm bringing in an ea and teaching her everything about what i do like getting her inside my head and then i'm gonna have her help build the processes and then as she gets too busy we're gonna hire people to to compartmentalize pieces of her job and hire those out as positions um but i i feel like i just took the first step but i'd love to get your take on that
1: so i i love that and then uh, that's the way we we have to do it and mm-hmm. but what I realized quickly uh, at the, the the scale and the pace that I wanted to grow, I kept hiring one person, mm-hmm. and I needed to hire two or three. I, right,
0: but, I, but don't you need the time to onboard? You know, what I mean, and I agree with you. I need I need to for my construction company. I need to hire an operations manager, like uh, like someone who understands construction but also understands the administrative side.
1: Yeah, you know what? It, it's just like mm-hmm. everything. Uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you, you're not going to get it right the first time. You might. You might. I've hired some people that mm. didn't work out for whatever mm. reason. Um, yes, we need time to onboard, but I, I, mm. I you can't afford to wait. You can't, can't afford, afford to wait. To wait. And, and even if it adds a little bit of stress in the onboarding process and mm. a little bit, uh, you know, pu- pushing outside of your comfort bu- uh, comfort zone, and short term, it is more work. Mm. Well, you know, even months into some of these hires, oh, yeah, already it's paying dividends uh, like crazy. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like a couple of weeks in. Well, actually, no, we're on the second week with the admin, and obviously there's there's a certain slowness, but there's been certain values that are just already to me like that's worth it. Like just yeah. right there, just that you did that for me, thank you. <laughs> like yeah. that's good. That's a good one hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, you're like there's certain things that are going to take a year, like easily, yeah. like the, before their understanding is really there. And I'm looking at multimedia people now, and like I'm gonna have to teach them real estate because in order to do what I do they got they gotta know real estate. Um, yeah. but I look at that as a long-term investment like investing in the future of my business and my sanity right so you got to yeah. do that at some point. So that was really all new for you right like since since um, two years ago like you didn't really have that team at that time.
1: No no so we the the mor- uh, I don't think I had any mortgage brokers working underneath me. I have five now working underneath me. We mm-hmm. have uh, four or five, five T Ford employees. Uh, we're about to double that with the, mm-hmm. the motel launch that we're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. We are multiple contract employees. Yeah, the, we certainly did not have the infrastructure mm-hmm. two years ago that we, that we've built over the last two years. And uh, it, you know, we we talk about leverage all the time in real estate. Uh, you know, we got to start. You got to start leveraging labor. You got to start le- mm-hmm. leveraging other people's time um and that's that's the the next yeah. le- level of le- le- next level of leverage
0: so and tell me how, how do you how do you find these people and how do you how do you weed out the ones that you don't think would be a good fit like i, I guess it starts with a criteria of what you're looking for but i mean i've posted so many job postings where you just get everyone throwing something at the wall seeing if it will stick
1: yeah I, the the I, I i can't remember who said it but so many people hire out of convenience mm-hmm. and and that generally means friends and family. And yeah. I have absolutely hired friends and family. Uh, yep. Some have worked really well, some not so well. Um, it, you really, you, you got to invest the time and energy. We absolutely, we've done Kijiji ads. Indeed has been good uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media posts, uh, referrals, uh, the, oh. same we, the, the same way, the same way we find real estate deals uh, yeah. you know, that you got to have multiple approaches. Yeah. Um, I, I, we, in our experience, we found a lot of the, the unqualified people weeded themselves out. The yeah. people that we hired kept calling back, kept following up after the, you know, after the interview two days later. And, okay. Hey, you know, you said you get back to me in 48 hours. It, we're at 47 and a half hours, just making sure you haven't oh, forgot. You know, nice. they, they, they really, the, the cream kind of r- rose to the top, yeah. Um, and the the people who weren't serious uh, weeded themselves mm. out. The amount of people who don't show up to interviews and don't show up to yeah. uh, even a phone interview is baffles me. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it exists, and uh, uh yeah, it, it's yeah.
0: So one of the things I did because I mean, with the Indeed experience in the past, I've had like. 150 to 300 applicants, and I'm like, how do I even start to weed these people out? So one of the things I did in the latest round was I actually posted. Um, I just sent a, anyone who who actually applied and followed the instructions. I sent them back a request that they record a 15, 10 to 15 second video and send it to me of them said, saying, you know, of themselves saying why they wanted the job. And I just figured if they're not willing to do that, then. I don't even want to interview them and I can cut that, cut that out. And I actually found that helped weed a lot of people out because a lot just weren't willing to do that. And I'm like, great. You weeded yourself out. Now I don't need to. Yeah. It's the same thing we do with tenants, right? We were always trying to find ways. How do we whittle this down to the tenants that are actually respectful and serious? And you just, you give them, you create a system that they have a hoop they have to jump through that the lazy ones won't jump through and they weed themselves out. Makes it a lot more manageable, huh?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely
0: yeah so that that's super interesting i'm like glad to hear that uh that you've done that we uh we got to chat more often i i know i I know <laughs> make me feel like i haven't done anything and then i'll do more <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know i know you've been busy
0: so. yeah yeah with the, you know what that you say it's a lack of sleep with the new the new kid i feel like it's like it never made it more apparent that i needed help in my business because it was it was like where do I I don't even physically have the time with like, I'll get the baby thrown on my lap for two hours in the middle of the day. And um, okay, well, I guess I'm not working (laughs) right now. (laughs) So that part has been interesting because we came down here to Florida and there's, there was only two of us and he was going through this like leap and it was like, he was crying if he was awake and uh, Jordan was not having fun with it. So I had to help, but uh, anyway, so we're managing, but I'm sure you went through stuff like that too, right? Yeah.
1: And you, you hear everybody say it with kids, but it truly does. It, it reprioritizes things. That you, it adds clarity. It defines your why. Uh, you know, you, you, you really understand and appreciate things more. Um, and it that is, in the two years that since we, we've last talked, mm-hmm. my 21-month-old has been one of the biggest things that have impacted the reason why. We've done everything that we've done and hired these people and, and, and moved our business to a different level. I say to Chelsea all the time, we didn't have a choice. It was up or off. Yeah. You, we, either, we either had to turn this off and stop where we were because we just couldn't manage it or we had to go up. Mm-hmm. And, and and up was easier than off. Yeah. So we went up and we hired the people, built the infrastructure, and couldn't couldn't, couldn't have it any other way. So.
0: Yeah, that's, that's super smart. So, so three months, pretty much after our interview, baby came along and, um, tell me about like the why, like, how did that change? And, you know, what, what happened first? Like, you know, you talk about the upper off moment, where did that happen? And, and, you know, what was the why? Well,
1: so doing the level of real estate and running the the mortgage business can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, Often I didn't, I, you know, for for a lot of time, hasn't, haven't prioritized my health. And having a little guy and, you know, imagine where he's going to be in 10, 20, 30, 40 years and adding 10, 20, 30, 40 years to my age, mm-hmm. I need to take care of myself more. I need to manage my stress. I need to make sure that I'm healthy and able to be there and be, you know, uh, it's different maybe for a son than a daughter, but I want to be at his wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to be there for his grandkids and, Maybe not be able to play the sports with with my with my kids or my grandkids, but being able to go to the events and being healthy and able. So um, that and that's not just from like a, a physical, but like a mental health position. Really taking care of myself to make sure I'm there to take care of him. Um, and we wanna we've been able we're, we're blessed to have worked really hard to build a business that we can travel in, and that's been amazing to be able to. Uh, Yesterday we, we flew home and that was his tenth flight. He's not even <laughs> wow. two, and he's been on a plane ten times. So uh, the lifestyle and the options that we're going to give him, and we're putting his—I uh, don't know if we could say this—but we're putting his ass to work. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, but we're—he's going to have a lifestyle that most kids can't have. So uh, yeah. yeah, and but also in the same breath, really. We, you know, I, I want to be able to, on the weekends, turn my phone... And, I, and I've gotten to this point where I can turn my phone off on the weekends and just be with them. I work my butt off throughout the week. I'm, I'm 32, but I'm not ready to retire. I want to keep working. I want to be in the game and in the hustle for, for a lot of years. But I do want to be able to turn my phone off for a week. I do want to be able to, on the weekends and the evenings, I don't take meetings and calls anymore. Hmm. For the previous years in my business, I would take uh, uh, calls at 7, at night, I just yeah. don't. Not available. Not going to do it anymore because that's his bedtime, and I want to be there to help him, you know, go in the bath and go to bed. So just just yeah. stuff like that. Really making sure of being present and, and and a part of his life, and uh, making sure I'm I'm healthy and in a good spot to do that for a lot of years. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So definitely um similar motivation for me. I finally, ever since little guy came along, I'm like, okay, well, I was obviously playing small before, so now it's time to like just absolutely ten x everything, not to like not based on like Grant Cardone or anything, but I mean, like just, I don't want to be busy. I don't want to feel the stress I feel. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I fire myself and make a whole bunch more money. So I just decided, okay, it's time to do that. <laughs> like like if, I'm doing, if I'm doing, you know, five builds here in Florida, why not do 20? Like there's really no reason not to. And uh, like the numbers make sense. So to me, it's just like, okay, let's scale. Let's just take everything that's working and let's just scale it. And it sounds like you've done pretty much exactly that.
1: Yeah, it, well, and it moved was into like, new things. Yes, like like I said, it was up or off, and yeah. uh, up was easier. So,
0: okay, so some of the new things, obviously, land development, big one. So, so and the motel. So, I want to talk about those two things, and I don't know that might that might take us to like an hour at that point. So, yeah. let's let's start with uh, with the motel, and then we'll get into land development.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we bought a, a motel, and uh, the the process has been a, a nightmare. Uh, yeah. we didn't get permits for 10 months, uh, which was a massive delay. Uh, and then from that, uh, that put us out of line with many of our contractors, engineers. So, uh, we are, oh, what are we, uh, 16 months since purchase and we are going to be launching in another month. So, uh, which is almost a full year delay over what we were expecting on this one. So, uh, now this is just a great example of making money on the buy. We bought this property so far below market value, uh, motivated seller, uh, creative financing techniques to get it. And so um, we're way behind in terms of the the launch, but it's coming. Uh, And when we bought it, it wasn't really as much on trend as it's become. But these uh, uh, grungy roadside motels being renovated are on trend. It's the cool thing to do right now. Yeah. Uh, So... um,
0: we well, as long as it's a nice, of- right? Like if it's if it's uh, like kind of like well well done and the pictures are good, like yeah, you could attract yeah. people for sure. I- exactly.
1: So uh, it's launching in about a month in Grand Bend. It's called the Kiwi Motel. Uh, just a fun fun name. Uh, fully renovated, going to be beautiful. Uh, it's really excited. Uh, we're expecting to do some some great revenue. Uh, more, yeah. yes, we own the real estate, but there's a cash flow business model uh, where you know we're really. Getting into the business around real estate. So, uh, creating the yeah. business, owning the underlying real estate, generating, uh, you know, a multiple on the return of the business mm-hmm. as well as owning the physical real estate. We envision potentially being, and not say we're going to do this, but we could potentially actually sell the business to somebody yeah. and rent back the real estate to them,
0: which we okay. like the idea of as well. So, so- you could go more hands off if you felt uh, the need to.
1: Exactly. So we're we're looking to keep it an internal and build a business with the GM, ops manager, front desk staff, cleaning staff, et etc. Uh, but if if that becomes too cumbersome, we can sell off the business and just rent back the real estate. So that's uh, that's our our model that we're going with.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Very cool. So, so how what's describe the the motel to me? Like how many? So minutes? it's a
1: yeah, 15 unit motel. Um, there's a a pool in the back. Uh, our plan is to make a really cool pool area, uh, that, you know, attracts people for the day, uh, really attracting the 25 to 35 year old professionals, um, looking for something other to do something else to do. I mean, I say it all the time here in Ontario, uh, people, um, uh, people just go to Niagara Falls all the time on weekends because there's nothing else to do. Like They're just always going to Niagara Falls. So people are, are looking for that new, fun thing to do, yeah. um, creating that vibe, that culture that people want to go and hang out at the motel. Um, so, yeah, 15-unit motel with a pool. Uh, we'd love to make a pool bar area there in the future. Obviously, yeah. more permitting, business licensing involved, but that's kind of yeah. year two vision around that.
0: Have you seen the June Motel out of uh, Sable Beach?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, that uh, that's been great for us are already. A little uh, because, inspiration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and people, you know, n- at first there was that you guys are a little bit nuts. Now it's the oh, this is you know this yeah. makes a lot more sense, right? And the the great thing about the June is is they're booking up like crazy. And people are looking for that experience. So there's definitely yeah. market share available. Uh, yeah, but, it's a bit, def- a bit of
0: a novelty. But I mean, Grand Bend is such a nice beach. I mean, and maybe even a little touch warmer than Sobble Beach. So, you, you, you know, I think there's just so much potential there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That the pool thing is critical. Yeah, get that pool side bar and, and, like the the possibilities are endless, but of course, you know and I know, uh, getting into hospitality is a lot of work. So obviously, yeah, hospitality is a lot of work. We're we're doing that right now with the campsite and realizing just how much work that is. But um, you know, it's just hard to not want to do it when you see how much money can be made when you see like what the potential is. Like that one property you just did, like that, that's a potential game changer. Um, now, if you don't mind. Can you can you walk me through sort of the the purchase numbers and what were what you were looking at and I don't know how much detail you want to give or don't want to give it's your choice.
1: Yeah yeah no no uh, so uh, we purchased the property for seven hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Um, uh, we gutted the building and it was sitting there dilapidated and we yeah. got an offer for three times that uh, already. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the value of the property has just gone exponentially up. Uh, in our top end income, I shouldn't say our top end. Uh, our, our, reasonably high end, uh, income produce production is, is, a million dollars a year, uh, okay. on the property just a hair under that. Um, okay. and that's without any additional revenue sources like a pool, pool bar, restaurant, et cetera, uh, as we go to upgrade it over the years. Um, so just on an income model, uh, very, very lucrative.
0: Um, and you figure, and then, would you be most, uh, like what about, uh, 40% expenses on that?
1: Uh, a little bit more, more, or more than that. Uh, more like sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent expenses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can, that's with full staffing. Uh,
0: okay, staffing
1: and, and and debt. Sorry,
0: as well. Okay, no, yeah, I meant I meant on operations. So your operations cost you about maybe like typically, I think in hospitality, with forty or forty-five percent or something like that. I would, yeah, okay, yeah. I would say that's
1: fair. When then and then you, yeah, then in you take
0: your debt off off of that. Yeah. So after your debt, okay. So which we can get to, but you're probably private mortgage on that right now.
1: Right now. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you go back and get a commercial business loan or real estate and business yeah. loan. Yeah. Okay. So purchase for 700. What do you figure the total rental will be? About 700.
1: We're
0: 700. Okay. And so you're in for 1.4. You figured the value when you're down to what, like 5 million or something? Uh,
1: so I, I would say just on the real estate value, we're going to be close. We're, we should be around 3 million just okay. on the real estate value. When we get into the operations value, including the business, I, I yeah. don't think $5 is out of the question at all. But just on yeah. real estate value, I would say three.
0: So on real estate, so hypothetically, what do you think commercially you could get for for that? Like what kind of percentage 65%, wise? Per- 65? Sixty five percent. Sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if they got sixty five percent on that, you'd be in. Well, you'd be in for nothing. <laughs> you'd, you'd be getting five. $550,000 back. That's pretty much the only way I do it now. <laughs> oh, you just want to be in for nothing on everything, huh? Yeah. 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 So a million bucks and that's annually though, right? A million is annually? Yeah. Okay. Divided by 12. So about $83,000 a month. You figure your expenses are going to be about 40%. I'm just going to sub these in. So, or 45%. So we'll, we'll say basically 0. 055 times your total income. So you'll have, yeah, income of about $45,000 a month before your mortgage. And then your mortgage is going to be, is it interest only right now? Or are you going to go back and you figure you're going to get... Yeah. Okay. So if you go back at the end, based on the $3 million valuation, um, you get 65%, which is 1.95 val, um, million. You're going to get a 25 year amortization, correct? yeah probably yeah. like a four percent interest rate call it, call it five in hospitality right now five okay new so, business all right let's see here so what did I mess up okay Oops. okay, all right, so you would be having <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Okay so you would be having about thirty four thousand dollars a month in positive cash flow on average based on that that's that that's
1: my, my, my projections are a little bit lower there, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's lower. Uh... yeah, so you're saying your expenses would be a bit higher. so let's just say uh, expense would be a bit higher um, here. I'll just adjust this number. so if we go <laughs> instead of fifty five percent for the uh, operating we'll do forty five so you're fifty five percent expenses. so four hundred and fifty operating income. If you did that then you'd have like twenty six thousand dollars of of monthly income monthly cash flow yeah. yeah. that's insane see that's like that one building alone would like change so many people's lives like forever and that's just one deal you did man that's that's incredible so so just to recap because I know we're a little bit all over the place we took a million dollars of rent sort of that's your operating income at the beginning I'm using my cash flow sheet. Uh, we set the expenses to basically 55%. So 45% left over before mortgage. Mortgage works out at 65% to be 1.95 million, 25-year M, 5% interest. That's an $11,300 payment. That leaves $26,000 left. So... Not a bad ballpark to be in, even if you're a little bit off, you know, maybe you don't hit a million, maybe hit 800, which I don't think that's going to happen. But even if you were, you've got so much buffer there to, to be flexible here and in a, you know, a high medium and low scenario. So very cool. So just, uh, just another day in the biz for, for Kyle here. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk. Well, actually, you know, is, is selling that on the table for you? If somebody makes you the right offer, you'd sell it?
1: Um, I, you know what I'm Andrew at my point my business everything's for sale uh, That's the I, right not,
0: answer honestly everything is for sale it's just the right yeah, price, right?
1: yeah it's, it's just about the right price. Uh, mm-hmm. we are we are excited about this one. Uh, we, we we'd like to I, I see upside in the value of you know I mentioned the value of the real estate being three million but potentially exponentially increasing that with the value of the business getting a higher multiple based on that. Um, so I would say at this point we are, we're likely looking to hold on to this one for at least a couple of years and, and max this out. But, uh, I, am not emotionally attached to too much anymore. So the right offer comes along on pretty much anything. I'm, you know, it's about the numbers for me. Uh, mm-hmm. so I would, I would yeah. let pretty much anything go for the right price.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause you can always go buy something else if you sell it for the, the right price, right? That's right. Um, give our audience a little bit of an idea, like, how many different corporations are your bookkeepers dealing with with all the stuff you've got going on? Is it are we eight. talking like oh so eight so far? So would yeah. you buy something like this in a in its own corporation? I'm assuming yes. you would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because okay. and, and that that has to do with, you know, I'm I'm trying to be more cognizant of exit strategies. Mm-hmm. There was actually the opportunity like I didn't necessarily have to with this one, but I want it to separate the business entity. Yeah. So it has a separate clean books and and potentially has a resale value on its own. Yeah. Uh, and not that there's not ways to do that other ways, but I just wanted it to be clean and clear. Um, so uh, the the cost of incorporating a company and, and doing the books on an annual basis is, is those, when you're beginning, it seems like a lot, but when you're yeah. doing 50, 60, $80,000 a month, it's not a lot of money to, to have it done right, yeah. separated. And going back to those systems and processes and having staff do it, You and I can maybe keep track of eight corporations, but having an employee do that for them is is a lot. So uh, giving them the the right opportunity to have it clean and separated, I think is important.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think, so you're thinking from a a buyer's perspective, if you can show them a corporation's financial statements, then that's like, that's the cost of running that business. That's the incorporated company. That's the filings. That's everything. That that yeah. really does show them the picture. Now, some some will argue that you know you don't want to look at somebody's financials because they might have overinflated expenses to to try and get their income down. I don't buy that as a buyer. I actually do want to see their their financials because that's real. Like that's yeah that's the no BS stuff. So if you can get that and show them a great number, I mean obviously like you've said, like the real estate sort of speaks for itself. But you show the business value on top of that. Yeah. And, uh, and things change. Walk me through that. Will a lender lend you money on the, the business element of it? Because lenders want to secure fixed assets. Yep. They, they, they want to se- secure real collateral. Now, the concept of the business and the employees, how and in what scenario are they securing that for you?
1: So they're, 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 you can get a mortgage or you can get an operating line. So okay. if you can get an operating line against the business revenue stream that they may want secured to a piece of real estate. Maybe they'll do it personally guaranteed. In in this case, we're going to have a mortgage secured to the property Mm -hmm. with the revenue from the the business as the tenant. So uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew, uh, I haven't gone through the refi of this yet, and I don't have a ton of experience, so I can't speak too, too educatedly on it. But essentially what we're going to be able to do is say, if the business is paying X revenue, in rent to the property,
0: yeah.
1: it can support this amount of debt on the property. Yeah. Now, is it viable that the business, which is also mine and that's fully disclosed to the lender, yeah. can produce enough revenue to make it feasible to do that? Mm-hmm. That's generally where you're looking, where businesses are looking at the two, to, or sorry, lenders are looking at two to three years financial history. Yeah. In this specific case, we don't have that. Uh, However, uh, the the lender that we're we're working with on this um, is looking at our business acumen as a whole, looking at our performance projections and others viable, successful businesses that we're operating, uh, as well as comparable businesses in the area um, that I'm fairly confident that we're going to be able to get an approval on this without the two to three years of financials.
0: See, we're we're hoping for the same thing on the campground too. Like, and it's a very similar situation. Like, we're going to push the income way beyond what a traditional campground would get. And uh, we're hoping you know similar treatment. But if it has to be sort of a you know a mid tier step, we're not quite an A lender when we're done, but we're a better sit- situation than we're in with the fully private stuff. Then you know we take steps and just keep moving towards the the full cash out, and then obviously sink money back in. Uh, but this is a very particularly interesting for me, although you have more physical assets to secure on a hotel than I do on a campground.
1: Well, and I, do you
0: know what, I love what you said there, Andrew, and I think
1: it's so important for. people people who are doing their first first deal or first big deal is I hear so many people say, well, I'm, I can take down this big deal and I can borrow the private money, but how do I know that I can get an A lender when I'm done? You don't, but there's a good chance that you're going to be able to take a significant set, step up the lending ladder mm-hmm. where if you're at 10 or 12 now, but when it's done and fixed up, there's a really good chance you're going to be able to get to six. Yeah. And maybe and you can't there, get to then four, then,
0: Yeah,
1: but but get to six for a year yeah. or two and you'll do okay. And yeah. then then you get to the four. And mm-hmm. so many people want to go from, from zero to 60 or from private to A, but yeah. don't forget about C and B on the way up. And sometimes you do have to take that, that short step to, mm-hmm. to, to improve it, but don't let not having the, the A secured yeah. in the end – Stop you from taking the first yeah. step. So,
0: yeah, and it just comes to a point like a guy like yourself. Like you just know there's some solution here. I, you know, I'm smart enough to figure something out. It's almost like a faith in yourself uh, thing. Like, okay, we'll just proceed, and I know I'll figure this out. And yeah. uh, that's awesome, man. I love that that story and what you're doing there. Um, now, as far as the individual Airbnbs, you guys had a handful. You've obviously done more now. Um, you have somebody managing those, like kind of from an asset manager manager standpoint as well, obviously, you have cleaning people that go in and, and hire, that's all hired out, but then you are you hired out um, above that as well?
1: Yeah, so Chelsea basically runs that business now, mm-hmm. I'm not involved, I, mm-hmm. I deal with the debt on the properties, uh, mm-hmm. and the financial ownership structure still, as, mm-hmm. as kind of as the mortgage broker, but also as the owner. Um, but Chelsea runs all the operations. So okay. we have a guest experience manager who runs the front end. Our accounting bookkeeper who helps with uh, helps mm-hmm. her on the the back end. Uh, we have an on site property manager and two maintenance people uh, that okay. full time work with us. So, uh, so actually three maintenance
0: people that work full time. So as, as T Ford employees or contractors. The,
1: the the maintenance is uh, maintenance. All three are contractors, but as the way our structure allows it is mm-hmm. our business is actually multiple
0: businesses. Okay, so you have so multiple billing, uh, billing they're, multiple they're, companies. They're
1: essentially just contracting yeah. through us, but they mm-hmm. have multiple bill- billing billable gotcha. Uh, entities.
0: So. Gotcha, okay. And as far as your Airbnb's go, do you operate it similar to the hotel where you have a company that owns the asset and then a company that manages them?
1: Yes, uh, little as a whole. Yes, there's a, there's some intricacies with our joint venture structures that are involved in that. But as a whole, yes, we mm-hmm. have an operating company that leases uh, off either the hold co or the personal owner yeah. uh, of
0: the property. So you've joint ventured some of these the Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and this so whoever is is invested with you is basically your um the A financing and is a silent partner. I'm I'm guessing.
1: Completely. So we're the we're the tenant of those properties. They get a fixed monthly income mm-hmm. uh, and we run the Airbnb operations from there. So similar to like an Airbnb arbitrage model, okay. uh, except we are we are JV'd on the equity on the other side of it. Uh and we've recently uh we're we're doing some flip to JV on that, where we've okay. started, where we own the property, we've had it for a while. Uh, we're at a higher interest rate or we can't get uh, yeah. lower end
0: financing. So we've sold
1: it to a JV partner
0: um, okay.
1: just to pull some of our cash out.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So so you guys will basically take, so you know, John Smith comes along, wants to partner with you. Um, you guys buy a house. He puts it in his name. Does he front the down payment as well?
1: Yeah. So uh, we've done it multiple ways here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the most recent one we did is we got a property. Um, it was, we, we bought it. Renovated, we severed a lot off, Mm -hmm. and the the property was appraised uh, for for nine hundred thousand. Yeah, or sorry, it was actually appraised for Mm nine fifty. We sold it to our partner for nine nine hundred. They put twenty percent down, bought it off us. Yeah, and then JV'd us back from there. So we had got all of our cash.
0: Yeah. And do you agree on a a number that's just basically market rent to rent it from them, or do you? Do you do like a little bit more? How does that work?
1: Our, our number is we take, uh, so we basically take mortgage and property taxes mm-hmm. plus $500 okay. is how we calculate our rent, and then we pay for everything else. So we pay the the insurance, we pay gotcha. all, everything else in, uh, beyond that. So th- yeah. the only thing that the owner has to pay for in the JV agreement is the CapEx. So there's any CapEx on the property that's okay. paid for in our JV agreement, not our rental agreement. So oh, we pay okay. for the plumber, like our as yeah. tenants, we pay for the plumber. If there's a small yeah. electrical fix,
0: HVAC fix. So we you're just talking that. if it needs a new roof or if it needs a new furnace, that's part yeah. of that's part of the JV. That's part of the JV, not the tenant. So, so that 500 bucks that the tenants or the owners making, are you entitled to half of that as part of the JV agreement? So that's pure cash. That, that's done as return of capital to them until okay. they're paid back. Okay, uh,
1: in full. And then once they're paid back in full, then we can split.
0: Then you're split. Okay. So you are 50-50. That's return of capital. You don't get anything. Interesting. So who thought of that structure? You just had a really good lawyer or did you come up with that and just tell them what to do? Uh,
1: that was pretty much me. I shouldn't say that. That's, that's, a, that's a standard JV structure. We have so many people coming to us wanting in on these things. I don't solicit these. I'm not trying to sell these. Cottages yeah, to yeah them, I got you. These are close people in my life that are coming to me mm. really wanting in to these cottage businesses or wanting into the cottage rental business. Mm. And, you know, I just try to structure something that's win-win that makes sense for yeah. them, makes sense for us. Uh, going back to, you know, we're trying to manage our stress. These cottages yeah. can cash flow on private money, but I would yeah. rather take a JV lower our borrowing costs, take the stress off everybody. We get our cash out. So we're de-risking a little bit on our end and, mm-hmm. you know, a good friend or, or, or family member or somebody who really wanted in, they get some equity in the deal and they get a nice turnkey, uh, quiet, you know, passive. investment. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I've, um, I've had so many people reach out to me and, and I, I'm, I'm open to JVs in the future. It's just like, I, I never really knew how it would make it make sense without complicating my life. And that was what I sort of wanted to avoid is like creating a complicated situation where there would be constant follow-up and all that. So what you've just iterated is something that's actually really simple. Like you're going to, basically the proposition is you're going to get 500 bucks a month until you're fully paid back. And then at that point, you're going to get whatever, you know, whatever. So 250 at that point, because you're yeah. going to split it. Yeah. And then at that point, the properties is probably, probably worth way more. And mortgage is way you know, less. Yeah. Like, so there's a huge equity gain. So it's very simple. Um, there's not much to account for now. So, from an accounting standpoint, it's probably pretty easy for them. At the end of the year, uh, they haven't really made any income. Is that right? Or yeah, they and they have a long-term tenant, right? Yeah. They, they just
1: report their twelve. So months So they just of have
0: rent. to re- report it as rent, but then they have their expenses. So they're going to pay a little bit of tax, but nothing yeah. huge. And, no. Okay. And then, so your agreement, you, you had a lawyer finalize it, and this is something you just rinse and repeat. And when people approach you, that's kind of that's kind of yeah. the deal.
1: Yeah. And like, like I said, we're not. Yeah. I'm not trying to 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 uh, I, I, I my, my future is in the, the hotel, the, yeah. the bigger space, general partnerships, limited partnerships, that's yeah. more of the growth. Uh, on the, Here's what I find. Even if I tell you 100 times over that an apartment building is a better investment than a
0: cottage, yeah, people still want, want, want a cottage. cottage. Yeah, not the cottage. <laughs> still do. So yeah. They,
1: they, the cottage is yeah. sexy. So here, here's yeah. the other thing that uh, is actually really funny here because um, I have to, when I'm very serious, if, if somebody approaches me and they really want into this cottage thing and we're going to do it, the one thing that they have to understand is that this is no different than a duplex in Brantford or a uh, uh, triplex in Kitchener. Mm-hmm. You have a tenant in the property. Yeah, We are your tenants. This is not your cottage. This is mm-hmm. not available for vacation for you. Yeah. you can, if you want to book it, you can book a cottage through us, And if the one you own is available, you get it at market price minus 10% friends and family. Yeah. And it's funny because people (laughs) are a little taken. They think I'm kidding. But I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah, you so, don't just get to use it because you're an owner. There is no, no, you no have a tenant.
1: I'm your yeah. tenant. I'm I'm paying you rent. So this yeah. is not this is not available. And yeah. listen, if they message me on a Friday night and it's available for the weekend and we can't find anybody, sure, you know, I'm a reason. They're my fr- they're likely a friend of mine. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, have fun, pay the cleaner. The cleaning fee is 150 bucks. Pay the yeah. cleaning fee. It's yours for the weekend. But it's important that you have that yeah. conversation with people specifically around the cottages yeah. because as much as it's about the numbers, it's emotional yeah. too for them because it's a cottage. So
0: you know, what's really cool with this is I guess you have a joint venture agreement with them, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you kind of escape the HST um, issue with, with using the property for commercial use, right? Cause it, you've rented it out from them on a monthly basis. Yes. So, uh, or do you, that's not accounting advice for anybody. That's yes. <laughs> not accounting advice. So I, I want to be careful
1: there because <laughs> yeah. this is a, uh, it's still a little bit disputed. Uh, okay. The income is absolutely HST applicable to us, right. like the Airbnb revenue. Yeah, of
0: course. That's the, your the business, argument
1: yeah. could still be that the use of the property was for short term rental, even though the owner used it differently. We mm-hmm. haven't sold them, so there's no uh, ruling on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the 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 fundamental idea of our structure mm-hmm. is that we are a long term tenant. And that the owner of the property has rented it on a long-term basis, and the tenant is using it as that. So So, not accounting advice.
0: (laughs) Everyone still check with your accountant and also realize... like. The CRA has has retroactively made changes. So what you think is safe today might not be anyway. So uh, keep all of that in mind. That's that's yeah. part of the risk of, of the investing world here. We're,
1: we're, we're prepared either way. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I know this is the, the, the environment that we, we're, we're in today. Yeah. We, we've, we've built a structure that we believe yeah. is, is, is appropriate and, and proper. Uh, yeah. We've received accounting advice on our structure. However, in the future, if there's a change, there's a change. It is what it is. So
0: for sure. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I like the idea of doing this in Florida is that there is an HST down here. So you don't have to worry about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the really cool parts of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm know, coming to from, Florida, Andrew. <laughs> dude, come on down because, yeah, like, yeah. so for a new build, there is no tarry on. Um, like, the the GCI hire, they have some warranties that they have to do for like a year, uh, but no tarry on and no sales tax. So just like good to go. Like just a very different environment and but there are other things that aren't aren't as good down here, but I mean those are too big. My understanding again, not advice, everyone speak to your own accountant. I mean that's just my take yeah. but um okay, so we got maybe just a few minutes to to touch on what you're doing with the land development, so where's that, and what is that? yeah, so we have uh
1: two sites uh right now two major we have some sorry we have some small sites as well, but mm-hmm. in terms of the major stuff, we have two sites, so we have one in Hamilton. Uh, so downtown Hamilton, just on the east, just as it goes east. So just past King and Wellington. Uh, so right in the first area where things are gentrifying. Um, we have a, uh, six parcel site. We are in site plan submission right now, uh, for an eight story, 116 unit condo building. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, we have gone back and forth on that. We're in second submission. One of our buildings got deemed heritage, uh, which was a fun surprise. Uh so yeah. kind of a cool, cool thing in all of that we've uh, negotiated with the city and in the area they um you're allowed to do six stories yeah. um the, however uh they're making an exception to the angular plane restriction uh so we can keep the heritage building that they want and then increase the building by two stories to get our unit count okay so um kind of a cool thing about the whole thing is obviously uh, we're disappointed about the heritage designation. Uh, however, uh, what we're doing is we're making the heritage building with a like a perg- or, uh entryway thing to it. Uh, okay. It's actually going to be the amenity space for the condos. Yeah. So we're kind of taking t- making lemon out of lemonade. It wasn't ideal, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. our project's still viable. Uh, and for anybody who likes the character of having a heritage building as a part of the yeah. condo the amenity space we we made it work so Very cool. uh, pretty exciting pretty cool
0: Yeah that's really cool and I've seen all kinds of things with heritage buildings like the the one in, in Toronto I'm trying to think where it's it's right near downtown they they Westinghouse building they 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 ripped down the entire facade or the entire interior of the building and they propped up just the front facade and they built a condo building out of it and they've yeah. done that in Hamilton too I know they did that with a, did that with a church uh, so yeah, you can see some cool stuff done, but you know, they preserve the character and then they, they build around it. So, uh, that's super interesting. So with something like that, did you, uh, how did you structure the ownership and financing?
1: Yeah. So this one was, uh, I, I did it two different ways. This was the first one we did. And the way this one happened ended up, it was kind of a client of mine came to me and they bought the, the site, the, the mm-hmm. two units on the corner that they were going to turn into, uh, it was a commercial kind of apartment thing that they were going to try to turn into 19 units. Yeah. So they came to me, I helped them buy it. And then there was a, another site, two doors down that he started negotiating on and got a really great VTB and asked me to partner on it. And we were going to try to build a 45 unit building on that site. Okay. So that's what we ended up doing. And we, uh, he was going to do his building and we we're going to partner on the other one. Then it came to fruition that the person in the middle, the two sites in the middle, actually we actually knew, and there was an opportunity to assemble them and mm. create a bigger parcel. Uh, that's when we brought in a third partner. So this one is pretty simple. This is just a corp with three shareholders: myself, another, and two other gentlemen. Um, uh, the one partner is our boots on the ground partner. He's the one who at the first site, he's doing all the GC work. Mm -hmm. And then the third partner is an equity partner, cash partner who put a significant, significant investment in, um, I'm seeing a lot of people moving into the development space right now. Uh, and you know, uh, and I think that's great. We need supply. It's absolutely where we need to be. But the number one thing that worries me about what people are doing is borrowing, unsecured money to burn. Yeah. So here's what I mean by that. When you're doing development, you have a burn rate. So you have, when you're, you have a cost of money that you're spending every month and you're absolutely going to burn money. I'm seeing a lot of people borrowing unsecured debt to burn, which to me is very, very risky. Um, So my business model is we take an equity partner uh, who has the cash in the deal. So we, yes, we have a burn rate on the deal, but we we have real cash it's to funded, support that. Yeah. It's funded, not unborrowed, unsecured. Right. So, so
0: you don't have to do any borrowing. Like on your deal, you just have debt on the actual um, real estate, but you have equity to cover all the burn. Yeah. Yes, exactly so that's, that's and then, smart and, and I've talked about this topic many times like development's risky right you could get a heritage building you might not win on it right so you got to have somebody in the deal that that' it's, it's a very small piece of their portfolio and they're not they're, their heart's not going to be broken their life's not going to be ruined if it doesn't work out but yeah. when they win it's such a big win right I mean when you guys get that approved I'm sure yeah. you're looking in the tens of millions of profit. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. and uh, the the cool thing that's happening now is what we're seeing is there's major demand for site plan approved stuff. So yeah. we're fully intending on going through this, but we've had some people knocking on our door with Ready some to pretty build it. handsome offers to and, to buy us out. So, and I'll tell
0: you this: like I've seen it from the other end because I've constantly looked to buy uh, deals that are site plan approved, and everybody wants the sun, the moon, and the stars for site plan site plan approved. So yeah. if you're on the other end of that, I mean why take on the extra stress of building it? If that's not something you feel like you're up to just yeah. let somebody else who that's what they specialize in do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really then, uh, cool, man. And the next yeah. one.
1: The, so the next one uh, was the second one we did. We did a more sophisticated GPLP structure on that one. Uh, so uh, that is a uh, 18.9 acres in Ancaster. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually backing onto the fourth hole of the Hamilton golf and country club. Which is a very okay. prestigious uh, yeah. golf course. Uh, we are, uh, in, uh, third submission for plan of subdivision for a hundred units there. Um, very, uh, we negotiated a very, very favorable VTB on that. Yeah. Uh, as well as we are, um, uh, yeah, negotiated a very favorable VTB, uh, yeah. and then we did the GPLP structure. So same thing on that one. Uh, it's myself and the same working partner on that one. And then we sold the other third of that deal uh, as equity. Uh, so we are we have real cash in the deal. Mm-hmm. We raised three mil. Or we, we 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 sold three million. Uh, uh, a third of the deal for three million yeah. in cash. So we have real money in that deal uh so we're not borrowing to burn which uh if if anyone's listening who, who wants you know any d- development yeah. you know don't there's it, there should be more than enough profit in your development deal that you could happily sell a third of your deal and de-risk yeah. it bring some yeah. real cash in the deal yeah. because that is if if, if, if if I, my opinion, the number one risk I'm seeing is is people borrowing on security yeah. burn, and they're and probably it's scary.
0: taking probably taking deals that are are marginal or aren't uh, aren't nearly as profitable as they should be, right? Paying too much, right. and yeah. So yeah. I mean, you're like as per last time we could talk for hours and hours. So we just have to get you back more often. Um, but Kyle, remind people where they where they find you.
1: Yeah. So uh, KyleFordMortgages.com uh, is my my website. Uh, info at KyleFordMortgages.com. That's my my admin. Uh, I'm happy to talk with anybody for 15 minutes, get to know you, share any words of wisdom. I'm never never too busy to help somebody new. Or if you're an investor looking to scale, grow, uh, looking for a a mortgage team uh, and broker who can help with that, uh, I'm happy to help with that as well. So, uh, info at KyleFordMortgages.com. KyleFordMortgages.com is my website. So,
0: okay. And then any closing words of wisdom? Uh, Not that you haven't shared a lot already, but uh, just a closing thought.
1: Well, oh, I feel like they're all cheesy. I use them all the time. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Just uh, you know, keep 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 going. Uh, lots of noise in the world today. Um, yeah. There's always opportunity. Um, you know, stick to your numbers. Stick to your gut. Uh, you know, reach out for help for people that when you need it. Um, and despite everything that's going on today, uh, there's still opportunities out there um, for for those who are willing to put the work in. Um, so,
0: yeah. Cool, man, Kyle. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. I forgot how awesome it would be. So, so we'll definitely uh, get you on more often. I mean that. So, uh, and remind me of that, okay? When you got something more you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Andrew. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.